Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. You know, there are people in this room today that are in a situation that feels hopeless. There are people in this room who can identify with what I just described with Elijah. There are people in this room who can identify with the way Amy felt. There are people in this room who no matter how you go over the scenarios, you can't come up with something that looks favorable for you. My wife went through abuse. She had family issues. She was... um, had pressure on her that a 16-year-old is just unfathomable. And God came in that day and flooded her with hope. Um, It was shortly after that that she felt the call in her life to go to the Philippines. Uh, He did a lot of internal healing in her life. And when she went to the Philippines, she got the call to preach. Um, And things started changing in, in her life. And it's amazing how things can change so quickly when Jesus shows up in the middle of your circumstance. When hope shows up, everything changes. You know, this is a place where hope lives, City of Life. I remember I was on an airplane 12 years ago, and uh, I was with my family in Utah, and I was sitting there. um, And I, I remember the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, City of Life is a place where hope lives. And I, I, I turned to my family and I said, I felt like the Lord just told me that, the, that our church is a place where hope lives. And they just, it just connected with their, their spirit. They said, that's it. That's, that's what we're go- let's, let's write that on it. My dad said, I love that, son. We're going to write that on everything. <laughs> and it, so we started using that phrase. It's a place where hope lives. And I wonder why it's the place where hope lives. I think... I think it's because it's the place that we have made it our purpose, that we we exist to make the hope of Jesus known. And so as we're defining this word hope, what is it? What is hope? It's not, I hope it gets warmer. It's not, I hope it doesn't rain later. I hope I get the promotion. It's not those things. That type of hope is actually a way of expressing your uncertainty. When you say, I hope it doesn't rain, that means you're kind of uncertain. You don't know if it's going to rain or not, and you hope it doesn't rain. So I'm not talking about that kind of hope, because uncertainty makes you sad. Uncertainty makes you afraid. Uncertainty makes you doubt what you believe. You know, that's the kind of hope where you only pray a prayer if you feel like you've got enough evidence uh, to support that something good could happen. That's, That's the kind of prayers you pray with uncertainty. But... 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope. We have been born into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And I got news for you today. Jesus is our living hope. Jesus is alive today. He is our hope. Put your hand on your heart and say, Jesus is my hope. And this hope is an anchor for our soul. Your soul is that part of you that needs hope. Your soul is that part of you that hurts, that questions, that breaks. 
Your soul is that part of you that wants to quit sometimes, that wants to give up. Your soul is that thing that needs hope. You know, your dog is not at your house right now asking itself, I wonder if anyone understands me. You do that, though. I do that, though. Why? Because we have a soul that is aware of deep things, and those kinds of questions can overwhelm us. Our soul is constantly in pursuit of things that can satisfy it, but the problem is nothing can. We need hope. We need a living hope. I love C.S. Lewis, and I quote him often, but he said, if we find ourselves within ourselves a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. When we find all these things in us, this longing for something that can satisfy us, and we can't find it in this world, which we can't. There's only one logical conclusion from that, is that Jesus made us for something more. He made us for himself. And when we read this passage that's my text today, it's really cool the way it says that we have an unshakable hope. Then it says this certain hope is like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God. So as we're defining hope today, I showed you the video how hopelessness can drive you to a place where you just want to give up in life. And, and now, as we're defining it, the Bible says it's like an anchor. It says it's unshakable, first of all. You can't be convinced of something else. So that, I want you to have that today. I want you to have that kind of hope where you just absolutely know that you know that you know. I also want you to know that it's like an anchor. And in this analogy, I love this analogy that hope is like an anchor. And it says... Like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. So in this analogy, we're like the boat. We are like the vessel. And we are being anchored to God. So there's a spot that we need to be in. And if we take up that anchor from God, then the ship becomes lost. Lost at sea with absolutely no direction. Have you ever felt lost in your life? It's time for us to get anchored to God today through hope. It's time for us to reposition our life, stop drifting around and going from port to port, trying to find the raise, trying to find the money, trying to find the person, trying to find the significance of life through every other thing that makes you feel validated. It's time to drop the anchor deep today and to anchor ourselves. And it says that it's anchored and fastened to the mercy seat. In the heavenly realm, what is it anchored to? His presence. That's where Jesus is right now, the mercy seat. It's the presence of God. It's time to drop that anchor into the presence of God today. That's what's going to give you the hope that you've been missing. That's what's going to give you the confidence today is the presence of God in your life. Stop trying to pick up your anchor and sail to a more desirable destination. We have to be anchored to Jesus or all will be lost. I'm so glad today that you and I don't have to live with ordinary hope. In our lives, we base hope on what we can see. As things start becoming more favorable, we raise our level of hope. If things become unfavorable, we lower our level of hope. 
I have very little hope that the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Because every time I lift that, the circumstances just show me something else. But when it comes to Jesus, thank God, no matter what things look like, we have all of the evidence we need. Ordinary hope is like a psychological mechanism that allows us to positively respond to uncertainty. Think about that for a second. It's a psychological mechanism that allows us to respond to uncertainty. So it's our brain's way of keeping us active so we don't give up. But a living hope is a spiritual mechanism that allows us to express certainty about the outcome of our lives. Look at somebody next to you and say, it is going to be okay. You say, that sounds like a Pollyanna attitude. It sounds like a biblical attitude. Sounds like a biblical attitude. City of life is a place where hope lives. Why? Because where Jesus is, hope lives. Where Jesus is, hope lives. So wherever Jesus is, hope lives. Hope is not a wimpy wish. Hope is not, let me tell you what hope is. Hope is a witness of victories in your past. Hope is a witness of victories in your past. So it's hope from the past. Romans 8, 1 says, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation is about your past. So hope is a witness of victories in your past. Hope is a whisper of confidence for your present. So it's a witness of victories from your past. It's a whisper of confidence for your presence. I need that kind of whisper in my life. Do you remember when Elijah was in the terrible situation where he had to experience, you know, he was, he was suicidal. He heard the wind. He experienced the earthquake. He experienced the fire. The Bible says that God was not in, in any of them. Then all of a sudden he whispered. The spirit of the Lord whispered, but God was in the whisper. So hope is a whisper in your present. I got news for you today. It, whatever you're facing in your life, the Holy Spirit wants to lean right up to your ear and say, it's going to be okay. It's that whisper to let you know that it's going to be all right. You stand strong. You have confidence. Nothing looks right. Nothing feels right. Nothing is adding up in your life, and you can't see an exit on how you're going to get out of this situation. But God knows what he's doing. He has reminded you. He has sent a witness to you to witness that it was okay from your past. You're going to be okay from your past. You're going to be okay in your future. Hope in your present. But hope is also a warrior. Hope is a warrior that will fight for your future. Look at somebody next to you say, my future is secure. Come on, type in the chat. Say, my future is secure. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon formed against you will prosper. As you move forward, the enemy is going to try to send attacks against you to stop you, but it will not prosper. It doesn't mean it won't happen. It just means it won't come to fruition the way the enemy planned. Some things are going to happen at times, and you're going to have to go through some difficulty, but they will not prosper. 
Your purpose is intact. God's destiny on your life is invincible today. If you keep moving forward in faith and keep believing and trusting God today, you have a future. Romans 8, 28 says, For we know in all thi- that all things work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Hope is that warrior that reminds you it's going to be okay. When your hope feels shaken and you feel like giving up, you have to remember what God has spoken to you about your future. You have to remember that God has said good things about your future. I rehearse all the time. When I see things that don't line up with what God has already spoke to be about my future, I start declaring and confessing what he told me about my future. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That, that, that doesn't, this doesn't make sense. What I'm seeing right now doesn't make sense because I know that you told me this and that. That means it's coming. That means what you said in the past is going to happen in my life. Regardless of what I have to walk through right now, hope is telling me and fighting that fighting for my attitude adjustment. I need, you know, I feel like that faith is that thing that believes something is going to happen, but hope is that smile that comes along with it where you get excited about it. It's time for you guys to get that smile today. It's time for you guys to get that little smile on your face to believe that it's going to happen. Hope from the past, hope in the present, and hope for the future. Can somebody say amen today? First kid, look at, touch two people. Oh, actually, don't touch anyone. It's in the COVID days. Point at three or four people around you. Point at three or four people around you and say, I got hope for you today and I got hope for me. I'm an old school preacher. I, I, you believe in the old days before COVID, you say, touch 15 people and tell them if the Lord loves them. And you just became a super spreader event. I know. It's crazy. First, First Kings. First Kings 17. I love this story today. Oh, gosh, what a story. This is so good. This is so good. 1 Kings 17, 1 through 16, it says, Now Elijah, the Tishbite, from Tishba, that makes sense, and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. So God sends Elijah to tell the evil king Ahab, It's going to be a total drought in the land until I say so, being the representative of God. So until God moves, you're evil, it's going to be a drought. So he leaves, and it says, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kerith Ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook. Listen, listen to this. I want to I see what's... Okay, that's perfect. That's exactly the, the version I have. And I have directed the ravens. Somebody say, I have directed the ravens. I have directed. If I was a Baltimore fan, I'd use that scripture all the time. But it doesn't say anything about vaqueros or cowboys or anything. So I just got to go with what I have here. I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. God had a plan to bless Elijah through birds. He was directing birds. I have directed the ravens. That means he said, wherever you are right now, change your trajectory. You're going to bless somebody I love. I got news for you. God is directing some circumstances on your behalf right now. God is moving things around that you don't understand. You don't even know there are any birds that are going to help you. 
You don't even know what he is using. You may not, you may look at a bird and go, I don't need a bird. He may have thought, I don't need a bird. I hate ravens. They're the very thing that's going to save you. God is directing circumstances and situations that you're not aware of, that you do not understand to bless you. He said, go there. They're going to bless you and bring you food. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the care of the ravine. He said, the Jordan stayed there. The ravens brought him bread. They just dropped red lobster cheese biscuits right on his lap. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. And it says, and they brought him meat. I just like some meat. I'm, well, we on this fast. I'm hungry right now. This, 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 so, so if we're talking about bread and meat and all this kind of stuff, uh, I mean, they, uh, I'm trying to think of something. What, what, hold, hold on. What's that one place? Oh, oh, yeah. They brought him that meat that they bring out at Fogo de Chao, the, the, the Brazilian steakhouse. You know when you got that little green thing out? You don't put the red thing out. You put the green thing out. They just keep bringing that one thing, and you cut that thing right off the side, and you take the tongs. The, the ravens brought him red lobster cheese biscuits and, and this meat. He's getting served, and God is blessing him. and supernatural. When he's going to this ravine, he's saying, there ain't nothing there. But God is setting up a blessing. Get your hopes up today. Get your hopes up today. You don't know where the blessing is going to come from. God has got something for you. And here's the beautiful part of this story. God is transitioning him and moving him around. It says sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. So remember, God spoke a word through him that there was going to be a drought. God sends him to a place, starts taking care of him. But now because of the very word that he spoke, the place that was giving him provision is drying up. So he's got to find another place. But if you follow after God, he's always got a plan for you. He's always got the next step for your life. Whatever is in your life that was a source of supply at one time might dry up. But it doesn't matter if your supplier is the Lord. He's going to take you to the next place. So God moves him on to another place. It says the word of the Lord came to him and said, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow. I, does that sound familiar? I have directed ravens. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. Now, when I think of that phrase, widow, I think of someone who had lost her priest. She had lost her protector. She had lost her provider. She had lost her pilot. She lost the person in her life who had looked over her and watched over her and given her direction. It, it, all it says about her is that she was a widow and she had a son. She has nothing. And God sends Elijah to this person that has nothing, that is hopeless, that has run out of answers and listen to... He, now, he doesn't come to her and says, oh, God sent you to me? Well, that's amazing. I've got all kinds of stuff I could share with you. My storehouse is full. As a matter of fact... I just cooked, come over, just have some of what I have. That's not the way it works. Because what it actually says, it, God says, I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. She don't even know that God has directed her yet. Because it says, he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And she, as she was going in to get it, he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. Listen what she says. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Yep. 
Well said. This is a hopeless situation for her. She has lost the person in her life that has given her the protection, given her the direction, has spoken over her every good thing. Now, she can't even see. She thinks this is her last meal. She's run out of food. She's run out of money. She's run out of supplies. But isn't it interesting that in the middle of her terrible situation, she's being used by God to bring provision to someone else? How can God use me when I don't even feel like I can take care of myself? That's why you have to keep trusting him. That's why you have to keep believing in his plan. The Bible says that our ways are not his ways. His ways are higher than our ways. He sees things that we don't see. You are a miracle for someone else today. God is setting you up to be a blessing to someone and you don't understand where the provision is going to come from but you don't need to because he does all you have to do is trust him and let hope begin to rise in your spirit today let hope begin to lift in your spirit I love this so much it says he says don't be afraid (laughs) don't be afraid oh man God's saying that to you today don't be afraid don't be afraid of what you're going through Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. Then make yourself something. Then make yourself something and your son something. He says, so serve me first. That's really an important principle. We could talk about that over and over. God's saying, I know it looks like you've got to take care of yourself right now, but you do what I have commanded you to do. You do what is set before you. It may not make sense to you. You may think, well, if I don't take care of myself, how am I going to take care of you? He says, just do what I've told you to do. So it says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the words spoken to by the Lord through Elijah somebody say miracle Miracle. that means the provision was there every time she opened it it was there every time she wanted to make more bread it was there be like me reaching in that box and there's an Oreo and I eat it and I reach in again there's another one and another and I'm just double fisting these Oreos I can't even believe it's crazy it just never runs out but I got news for you the provision of God is not going to run out for your life he's got enough for you Exodus chapter 14 is presented. Can we turn down the guitar in this monitor up here? It's really, really loud. Exodus 14, Moses is up against the Red Sea and the Egyptians are following him and there is absolutely no way out of the situation. You may be in that situation too where there is no way out. Your back is up against the wall. How's God going to pull this one off? He'll just split the he'll, he'll just split the sea in half. And he'll just hold it back and say, go ahead and walk through. Then when your enemies follow you, I'll just let it collapse on them. 
He'll come up with something that you can't imagine today. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about hope. You may be in a situation where you're like David and you're facing a Goliath. Can you imagine how goofy little David looked fighting Goliath? The odds may look insurmountable to everything that can be seen or observed, but he's got an outcome that you can't imagine. You may be in a Lazarus situation where you've lost somebody in your life like Lazarus. Lazarus, Mary and Martha are, are, are sitting there brokenhearted over their brother that's gone. And he's already buried. He's already been in there for four days. And Jesus shows up at the last minute. God has a solution for whatever your problem is. We don't have an ordinary hope. We have a living hope. Where Jesus is, hope lives. Hope from the past. Hope in the present. Hope for the future. Hope is a witness of past victories. It's a whisper of present confidence. It's a warrior that will fight for your future. And as my beautiful wife said just a minute ago, no matter what you're facing in your life, you have a hope. You have a future. Light will shine in your darkness. Light is coming today to your darkness, and hope is alive. Why? Because Jesus is alive. And this is a place where hope lives. Amen. Get your hopes up today. Look at someone and say, get your hopes up. Get your hopes up today. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, get your hopes up today. Hope is alive. God might be directing you right now. He is directing you. The same way he directed that woman to be a blessing. Can you imagine what she thought after all that happened? She thought, how is it possible God used me to be a blessing to someone when I didn't even have anything? Or you might even be the Elijah in the story right now. That God is just sending you to do his work. And you don't know where the blessing is going to come from. It's going to come from unlikely places. But God has got you today. He's going to take care of you. Put your hope in Jesus. I'm going to ask you all to bow your heads and close your eyes right now. If you do not know Jesus, he's here today. That's why this is the place where hope lives, because wherever Jesus is, hope lives. He's here today. He's here, those that are watching online. He loves you and he cares for you today. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Sometimes when people say, Jesus died for your sins, you think, well, what does that even mean? How can somebody die for, for me? Well, a random person can't die for your sins. Only the person that has the ability or the right legally to step in and take responsibility for someone else's crime. That's the only person that can do that. And Jesus is the only person as the son of God, the perfect son of God, who was able to step in on your behalf and say, I'll claim responsibility for the things that they did. I'll attach their sins to my name. And then all the righteousness that I have accumulated, I will exchange it and give it to them in exchange for their sins. That's why Jesus had the ability to die for your sins. He is our living hope today. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, would you do so right now? Don't delay in this room. Don't wait till tomorrow or some other future event. Do it today. If you're watching online, do it today. I'm going to ask you when I count to three to lift your hand up physically above your head, wherever you are, on the number three. I just think there are some things in life that deserve a response, and I think that that's one of them. Respond to the Holy Spirit that's speaking to your heart, saying that you need Jesus today. Not my message, not the tone of my voice, not the 
logical presentation I'm giving right now. I'm talking about the voice of the Holy Spirit that is in you, that you know, speaking to you, saying you need Jesus. He's speaking to you today. And respond on three by lifting your hand and putting your faith in Jesus. Here we go. One, the Bible says now is the time of salvation. Two, I truly believe and have prayed for that this is the moment it's the moment of truth for many people in this room. And the Holy Spirit has led you here today, prepared your heart for this moment. It's Him that's speaking to you right now. Three, hands up all over the room if that's you. Hands up online. People that are watching online, type in the chat. I'm lifting my hand. Type that. I'm lifting my hand right now. I'm raising my hand. Let our moderators know today so someone can celebrate with you, get you connected. Hands all over the room. In every single section, there are hands that are up. It's incredible. Could we pray this prayer together out loud? Say, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. Change my life. I want to turn away from that old life. Give me a brand new heart. Become my living hope. Help me to see a future. Shine your light in my darkness. Let me walk away from my past into a bright new future that you've called me to live in for your glory. Thank you for the cross. Thank you not only for dying, but raising from the grave so that I could have eternal life through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God a great praise this Sunday morning. Be encouraged today. Get your hopes up. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.